Hello and welcome to Digital Insights. My name is Paul Boag and today I want to talk about the relationship between Agile and UX design because in theory UX design and Agile should work seamlessly together as they both have similar aims. However, in reality, UX and Agile often prove problematic. So in this episode, I want to explain why that is and what we can do about it. But before I do that, I want to thank Stripe for sponsoring the show. Did you know that Stripe ranked the highest for strategy and current offering in the 2020 Forrester Wave report on merchant payment providers? It's no surprise then that businesses like Shopify, Postmates and Twilo choose Stripe to manage their global payments. If you want to learn more about Stripe and how they can support your business, visit stripe.com today. That's stripe.com to get started. Okay, so here's the thing. Agile sucks. All right, I should probably qualify that. The way most organizations implement Agile sucks, especially from a UX design perspective. These problems are not a reflection on the Agile methodology itself. Instead, it's the fact that few organizations have a culture that actually can embrace Agile at its best. When I first read the Agile Manifesto, I found myself enthusiastically nodding along. Even specific working methodologies like Scrum made a lot of sense to me. Things like backlogs, sprints, user story-driven approaches, close team collaboration and incremental development were all music to my ears. These were things that I could fully support as a UX designer. Yet over the years as I've worked with organizations that supposedly used Agile, I found that the reality for those engaged in UX design turned out to be extremely frustrating. The problem is that most organizations say they use Agile, but what they mean is that their development team uses Agile, while the rest of the organization doesn't, and therein lies the problem. You see, UX design only fully flourishes, truly flourishes in Agile when the whole organization is being run in an Agile way. That's because development-only Agile fails to embrace many of the principles of true Agile. In most cases, real-world Agile fails on a number of counts. Look, according to the Agile Manifesto, teams should be made up of both business people and developers. It also argues that teams should be self-organizing, agreeing them together on the direction. However, that's rarely the case in reality. Typically, projects are being initiated and broadly defined by senior management with no feedback from the team who will be implementing the project, and that includes UX designers. So put another way, UX designers are rarely involved in defining which projects should happen or what they should include. They aren't even involved in deciding which projects should be prioritized. The user is rarely considered when it comes to the early project phases and their, their needs aren't taken into account when the ideas for projects are initially created. The Agile Manifesto also says that their highest priority should be to satisfy customers, yet the type and scope of projects rarely draws upon robust user research. Instead, they're driven by internal politics, business strategy and ego. Instead of the emphasis being on things like user stories, as is defined in Scrum, they're more often than not defined by features. The reason many management teams embrace Agile is because it promises faster delivery. However, it also emphasizes quality, yet that's often overlooked. 
Instead, most sprints focus on speed above all else, and as a result, teams are under pressure to turn around work so fast that there's little time for things like testing or iteration, despite the quality being a core value of Agile. Another core value of Agile is continuous development. This principle means that the first iteration of a digital service is often the minimal viable product because the intention, according to Agile at least, is to iterate that and improve it over time. However, when the broader organization has failed to fully embrace Agile, there's an enormous pressure to move on to the next project in the backlog. And the result is that MVP often becomes the final service. And that's partly caused by too many projects on the go because there's no real mechanism for assessing the value of any potential projects. Another issue caused in real-world Agile and integrating UX design into it is that most service teams are unbalanced. This problem arises because the ratio between developers and UX designers is wrong. Most organizations have way more developers than UX designers, meaning that any single UX designer is spread across multiple teams. And that lack of UX designers means they're typically not consulted during the initial phases and the user is not adequately represented during development. The final problem with UX design in Agile is, is a characteristic of Agile itself, actually, born from Agile being a development methodology. Agile focuses on rapidly delivering new features incrementally. Thus, the emphasis is on sprints and work packages. However, UX designers need to think holistically. They need to consider the end-to-end -end experience and the broader context, such as understanding the user needs at a deeper level. So how do we solve all of these problems? How do we ensure that UX and design can work together as intended? The obvious solution to all of this is to implement Agile organization-wide as Agile was intended. However, that's easier said than done and still wouldn't fix the issue of a lack of holistic thinking or under-resourcing of UX teams. So instead, let's look at what we can practically do to integrate UX design and Agile more effectively, beginning with defining the project. Look, I know that you're not going to be able to stop management from coming up with an endless list of project ideas that they want to see implemented. However, you might be able to control, to some extent at least, where they appear in your backlog with a system like Digital Triage. That's a system that includes the needs of users in the mix. You can also ensure that each project begins with some user research to validate the idea and help shape what functionality it offers. This initial research can be carried out as part of something like a sprint zero, where the project scope is better defined. This period will also give the UX designer some time to think holistically. Agile tends to be feature focused, breaking a larger project into more manageable work packages that deliver a subset of functionality. And that makes sense for developers, but as I've already said, UX and UI designers need to consider how all of the pieces of functionality work together. A Sprint Zero can provide this opportunity, but it's not going to be enough by itself. The designer will need to step back every once in a while to ensure everything continues to hang together. One of the ways that you can accommodate this is to have the occasional sprint that doesn't focus on delivering new features, but instead on tidying up what you've already got. Doing so helps both the designer and the developer, to be honest, giving them opportunity to take stock. Of course, this can only work if you've got enough UX designers to work like this. Unfortunately, you are probably not in a position to go out and hire a load more UX designers so that every team has a full-time designer associated with it. 
you will need to recognize that if the UX designer is not always around, then basically the entire team is going to have to be responsible for ensuring that user needs are considered. That said, you should also include the designer that you have little and often throughout the project. Bring your designer in early and keep them in the loop throughout the project lifetime. Don't presume they only need to be involved when, the in, uh, when they're initially designing the interface. They'll have so much more to offer, especially in the early stages when defining a project and also later on when it comes to testing an iteration. And that brings me on to the subject of iteration. In my experience, most sprints overcommit. They have too much going on. The team agrees or is forced to deliver far more than they should do in a single sprint. And this overcommitment inevitably leads to testing an iteration being pushed out of the sprint, despite these being founding principles of Agile. We have to learn to commit to less in a sprint to integrate UX into Agile effectively. Unfortunately, the introduction of velocity into Agile has further muddied the water, emphasizing speed, again, over quality, and that has to change. It's also important to remember that this, is, uh, this need for iteration doesn't end once the service is launched. Earlier I mentioned that most services are launched as an MVP and then largely abandoned, and that occurs for a couple of reasons. First, they're seen as projects, and projects have a start, middle, and end, rather than being continuous services that need to be supported over their entire lifetime. Second, they lack ownership. There are people responsible for building the site, but not really for running it. The problem is that from a UX perspective, the post-launch phase is where UX designers can make the most improvements to the experience, and that's because they have more reliable data on, on how real users will be interacting with the service. So to resolve this issue, we should not build services unless we have a project, product owner who will remain engaged for as long as the service is running and have a budget to support them. Of course, making this happen may be well above your pay grade. However, we should be at least raising this issue and pushing for post-launch optimization plans. We should be asking what's going to happen after the site launches. Who's going to support it? Is there budget for it? The relationship between UX design and Agile is, is much misunderstood. There is a perception that the two don't work particularly well together. However, that shouldn't be the case. Instead, the problem is that most organizations are implementing both Agile and UX design poorly. Unfortunately, this means that fixing the issue is more complicated than fitting UX into Agile or the other way around. Ultimately, this comes down to two different views of how business is done. There's the mass production, mass market, factory line business methodology of the 20th century on which most businesses are built. And then there's the user-focused agile approach of digital-first companies. Those two are never going to sit comfortably together. And ultimately, organizations that have that 20th century methodology are going to need to evolve rather than trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and forcing agile into their existing business methodology.